This is Carol McLeod, and I'm your host on the Significant Women Podcast. Significant Women is a podcast for women to gather with their personal stories, with their dynamic hope, and with wisdom gleaned from the ordinary days of an uncommon life. Our goal is to simply encourage women in every season of life that their story matters. When Jesus is involved in the details, every woman's life can be a significant representation of all that He is. I am so excited about sharing the rich wisdom and extraordinary faith of my friend, Christy Christopher, with you today. Christy and I have been dear friends for, I think, about 25 years. She also serves as the director of prayer ministry for Carol McLeod Ministries. Christy is a prayer warrior, a mother, a wife, a grandmother, an author, and she carries a strong anointing on her life. I know that Christy's story will challenge you to live a life of defiant faith. Well, I have almost been giddy with excitement, Christy, to have you on um, the Significant Women podcast. First of all, we don't get to talk often enough just as friends, but now to get you for uninterrupted period of time, like I might never let you go. So let's see. (laughs) That'd be okay with me. (laughs) I know. I know. So let's tell everybody how we met and how long we've known each other. Why don't you tell? Okay. All right. Well, we moved here into North Carolina in 1995 from Ohio, and my husband took a job with his brother building custom homes. And so we were on the search for a good Bible-believing church, and uh, the journey led us to Harvest Church right on your doorsteps, you and Pastor Craig. And uh, we enjoyed the little family gathering of believers for about six years until the Lord led us. We eventually went back to Ohio, and uh, but we have hung on to our relationship and friendship over the years, and that's kind of how we met. <laughs> it is. And, you know, I've told this story before, but one thing I remember about the first time I met you is that we were just, you know, gabbing like women do, and you shared with me the scripture that when we are faithless, he is faithful still. Amen. Um, <laughs> and what what a great word for us as women today, that his right. faithfulness is bigger than our weaknesses. Amen. Uh, the so, bedrock of our faith right there. <laughs> it is. So our relationship was birthed in a love for the word, a love for the church, a love for our kids. We sort of raised our kids together during those years. I remember your son, Levi, sitting at my kitchen table doing schoolwork with Jordan. So we, we've been friends for um, coming up on three decades of life here. But now tell us something about you. Okay, so you're from Ohio and you've gone back and forth from Ohio to North Carolina in your adult years because you're back in North Carolina now. But tell us about your family and your marriage and yes, what you do yeah. on a normal day. Well, um, this year, 2021, I'm calling it my 40, 50, 60 year. 40 years ago this year, uh, I married my best friend, Nathan. 50 years ago this year, I was born again, got baptized, and been loving Jesus ever since. And 60 years ago, I was born for such a time as this. (laughs) So it's my 40, 50, 60 year. But 
We um, were married in 1981 and we started our family pretty quickly. We have three um, married children now, seven grandchildren, and they all live within an hour of where we live here in North Carolina. And they are my heart and joy. And uh, I just, there's nothing like being a, a grandmother, right? <laughs> you oh, know, it's, nothing. It's, it's a whole new world, a whole level of loving that I never knew existed in my heart. But I was, I was raised in a church of Christ in Lexington, Ohio, a small uh, church. And that's where I heard the salvation message. That's the foundation of my life. And you know what, Carol, I can't ever remember not loving Jesus. I mean, it's just always been part of who I am. And, you know, we got married to 19 year old kids, you know, <laughs> you know, we didn't know what we were doing. We just knew we loved each other. And, and the thing that I remember um, when Nathan approached my dad, uh, when he proposed to me, actually, he didn't even have a job. <laughs> and so he told my dad, he's like, you know what, I, I, I will promise to take care of your daughter as the Lord takes care of us. And to me, it's like, you know, what better foundation to start out on? We don't know how it's going to work, but we know the Lord's going to take care of us. And 40 years later, I mean, I have story after story after story of, of that very thing. Um, the Lord has taken care of us and all of our needs have been met according to his riches. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm loving life in North Carolina. I grew up in Ohio and I don't miss the gray days. Sorry, my Ohio people, my mom. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's kind of fast forward. You know, that's that's a little bit of a history of, of where I've come from. So if you were going to give a young bride, a young wife, one word of advice, because you've been married 40 years now, that's an accomplishment. Um, yeah. What is the one word of advice you would tell a young wife head over heels in love with her groom serving the Lord? What would you tell her? Well, first of all, never say the D word. Right. Divorce. Yeah, never just whisper it. it. Whisper it so the listeners know what D word you're talking about. Oh, divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, be in it for life. And I would say be the first one to forgive always. Always forgive. Forgiveness is such a key to any relationship moving forward. Because we're going to let we're going to let our spouses down. We're going to hurt them. It's just part of our human nature. But, you know, unless I would say, unless it's an abusive relationship, be in it for life. Don't even think of any other option. Work through it. Forgive. And I, I think that's a that's like the hugest key for me. It really is. You know, Craig and I have always said the first one to forgive wins. Yes. Um, yes. You know, that that's the winning motive in marriage. Absolutely. So I love it. The week Craig and I got married, we went to visit this little old elderly couple in our village who'd served the Lord all their lives. And we asked them for marriage advice and they said, keep the minor things minor. Mm. And Craig and I have leaned into that over the years that sometimes we make minor things major and they shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, when you're raising a family, that's, that can be really tough on a marriage. So push through, push on through. I was talking to Nathan the other day. It's like, we have no children at home now. And it's like, this feels so easy now. <laughs> uh, you know, just, it's like you get into each other's groove and push on through to that season of being empty nesters and, and you will have riches in your relationship that you didn't even know you were 
forming in the other years when your children were just pulling at your skirt all the time. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so now, Christy, because I'm just going to say you're one of the wisest people I know. So I'm just going to go digging for wisdom in you right now. (laughs) So what word of advice would you give to a young mom? Hmm. A young mom, I, I would say, you know, even if it's like one minute in the morning before you even get out of bed, just commit your day to the Lord. You know, as the children are young and, you know, you're so exhausted all the time and you know what, the Lord knows that, you know, he, he, he speaks gently to those who are with young and he knows, he knows, but think of your children as arrows that you are forming to send into the earth at some point in the future. You are in the greatest mission field of your life with these children under your roof, loving them, teaching them, training them. And when they get shot into the earth as an arrow out of your household, they're going to have mama's words in their heart. They're going to have memories. They're going to, they're going to see when days that you were frustrated and how you handled it. They're, they're going to look at your example and it's going to be part of their foundation as they go into adulthood and maybe get married and have their own families. Okay. Now what's your advice to moms of teenagers? Oh boy. I know <laughs> whole different ball game, right? Yeah. I, I mean, those teenagers, I remember they went fast. Once they got, especially into high school, it felt like a second when my kids were those arrows going into the earth. But you know what? As they go into their teenage years, you're going to find that you have less and less of like, I don't want to use the word control, but you know, hands on, you know, they're, they're wrestling for their, who they are. They're wrestling for their own belief system, which they may or may not choose what you taught them, you know, they're wrestling. And so it's a very, it's a very tight tug and pull. And whatever you do, just keep that relationship intact with them. Communication, if you can just, you know, it's, it's a time of releasing and still, you know, they, they need you, they don't need you. They need you, they don't need you. It's that awkward time of parenting that I've, that I've said, it's like, it's awkward, um, stay on your knees, yeah. <laughs> listen yeah. to his voice and do what he tells you to do. <laughs> so Christy, what's the hardest thing you've ever gone through in your life? Hmm. The hardest thing I've ever gone through in my life, I would say is back on the subject of children. When my adult children are making choices that create pain and you can see, but you can't always speak to it. You know, our children will always keep us on our knees, no matter what their ages are. But I think adult children can keep you on, on your knees more than anything else. You know, there's, you know, the things that my, some of my children are walking in right now are actually some of the most painful places in my heart to date. Um, so it's a test, you know, we can't have a testimony without a test. <laughs> and so, you know, we believe and we contend our children are the territory that God has given us. It's the family. And, you know, more and more you have to transition to taking it in the heavenly realm 
before you see it in the earthly realm, in the lives of our children, because you know what? This world is after our kids, their beliefs, you know, of of just snatching them out of their faith. And, you know, that that's probably some of the most difficult places uh, in kind of currently that I'm in just believing God. Don't look by what I see. Look in the spiritual realm. Lord, what you said I can have, declare over our children because they still are the arrows coming from our household in the earth. Yeah, I love that. They still are. They still are. Mm -hmm. You and I have talked about this before, but our adult children can run away from our words, but they can never escape our prayers. So your strategy and my strategy has been much the same, that we pray more and talk less. And we believe that prayer is the most powerful choice. That that's where the war is won is on our knees as a mom. Yeah, you 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 learn how to enter into rest because you know what we can become full of anxiety and depression just watching what's going on sometimes, but we can't focus on the natural realm. You know, we have to focus on God's headline for the day. Lord, what do you have for me today? So Christy, I have a compound question for you now. It's, it's got about two or three parts. So let me ask the two or three parts and then you just take it away and minister to us. But what's the one lesson that you might feel qualified to teach women? What wisdom or comfort can you offer to women who are struggling right now? And feel free to share from scriptures if the Lord leads you that way. Yeah, I you know, as I have grown and matured and I'm, it's like, almost like the more that I know, the less that I know. I mean, I'm always learning, always searching because who can plumb the depths of God's love? Who can plumb the depths of his word? And that is the beauty of it. But Jesus said, we know his voice. He knows us and we follow him. Okay. That scripture right there, We have got to become scholars of hearing his voice through his word, sometimes through creation, that still small voice. Because if I don't know what he's saying to me in the moment, I'm going to walk in confusion. I'm not going to have purpose or focus. Um, You know, I, that's in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me, you know. Bottom line, this whole thing is about relationship, relationship with my heavenly father. Jesus came, he died, he was tortured, he rose again for my sins to be cleansed and for my body to be healed. You know, it's a, I like to think of it as a combo meal from heaven. We have everything we need for life and godliness. And so you have to cultivate your relationship with your heavenly father. And one of the things that really helped me early on back in the eighties, I like to journal. I like to write. I like to, what I would do, I I would get in the word and you know, how, you know, when the Holy spirit maybe wants to talk to you about something when you're reading and something just jumped out, jumps out at you. Okay. That's one way that we can kind of know, Hey, I need to pause here. Why did that verse just kind of explode in my heart. So what I would do would I would just get my pen out. I would write that whole verse out. And then I would just pause and I would listen. And I began to hear the Lord just speak to my heart around that verse and just kind of illuminate it. Because, you know, if we read 
if we read our Bible and we we just it's just words on a page and it's just head knowledge, it's going to be fruitless in our lives. But when we read the Word of God and we attach that to our relationship with Him, we talk to Him. He talks to us. Prayer is a two way conversation. You know who whoever um, enjoys being around someone who does all the talking. It's exhausting. <laughs> So a healthy conversation, kind of like what we're having right now, is back and forth. A healthy conversation in prayer is the Lord's going to throw the ball to me, and then I'm going to throw the ball back. We're going to talk. And you know what? Sometimes it's perfectly fine just to sit quietly with the Lord. You know, sometimes with my husband, you know, we'll just go out on the porch swing, and we're just sitting there. I remember one day I was having a particularly hard day. I was on my back porch and just out of the blue, I heard the words, go come, let's go sit on the porch swing. You know, let's sit on. And I'm like, I knew it was the voice of my heavenly father. So I I got out of my chair and went onto the porch swing. And he didn't say very much, except I heard him say, it's been a hard week, hasn't it? I'm like, yeah, it has been. And I just felt his comfort. You know, I felt his encouragement. You know, uh, one of the names of God is God El Roy, which means the God who sees. And sometimes it's just enough for us to just have that revelation that, yeah, he sees. You know, he, he can't spare us every hard thing in life. You know, I don't know how much he has spared me, but I know that uh, a lot of things I have not been spared but he walks with me in the fire. He's that fourth man in the fire, you know, uh, and, and he's with me. He, he knows how to create a, a roadway in my Red Sea moment, you know, but I, I partner with him. I look to him. I talk to him. I tell him my frustration. I tell him my pain. You know, it's kind of like this heavenly exchange, my earth stuff for his heavenly stuff. I give him my stuff. He gives me his stuff. I want his stuff. <laughs> but he wants my stuff too. <laughs> you know, it's a holy exchange. So I don't know if I answered the question, but that's what came out. <laughs> no, and you know, I, I was thinking, Christy, that I think one of your life callings is to encourage women to have an intimate walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, that that you have a way of showing us by example, and you have the wisdom in words to encourage us to snuggle up to God the Father and what that intimacy will do for us. I I do believe that's one of your life callings. We'll rejoin my powerful conversation with Christy in just a minute, but I did want to talk to you about a few things today. You know, it's my delight to speak to women at venues large and small. If you're planning a retreat or a conference, I'd love to talk to you about coming to leave a word of joy and hope in the lives of the women who attend. I speak on everything from breast cancer to infertility to depression to teaching vibrant Bible studies that I have written. You can email me at carol at carolmcleodministries.com. I'd love to hear from you. Also, 
If you have a prayer request, Chrissy and I would count it a high honor to pray for you. You can send your prayer request to Carol at carolmcleodministries.com. We have an entire team of women who pray for the prayer requests that come in, and we'd love to add you and your heartfelt request to our list. Now, I know that you can't wait, so let's get back to my conversation with Christy Christopher. Christy, do you have a life motto? Like if you could sum up all the lessons you've learned, the woman that you are in one phrase, mm-hmm. what what would that motto look like? Uh, or sound like? Um, I would say uh, my life motto is this. I exist to bring the kingdom of heaven into the earth. You know, that's why I exist. You know, Jesus prayed your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I want to be part of the answer of that prayer that Jesus prayed. Um, There's some verses that I just love. And and these verses especially um, resonated with me in the last couple years. I want to, I want to share in Isaiah nine, verse seven, it says of the increase of his government, and of peace, there will be no end. And I'm going to partner that verse with Revelation 11.6. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So I believe Right now, we are caught up in this season of the increase of his government in the earth, the increase of his peace, and that the kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdoms of our Lord, okay? And we're kind of caught in the crossfire of the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light, but Jesus finished it on the cross. And it's our job just to kind of Pick up the plunder of what Jesus paid for. That's kind of how I look because there is going to be a moment in time in eternity where it says the kingdoms, the kingdom of this world has become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Because there's going to come a day where God's going to close the curtains as we know it. And he's like, okay, it's done. Let's let's go into eternity. Uh, But right now, It's so important for you and me and anyone who claims to know Jesus to walk in your identity, walk in your authority, because Jesus not only did what he did on the cross for us, he handed us the authority that he himself, it says, as he is, so are we in the earth. And so I'm going to tell you this one thing, as I have known the Lord for 50 years, it's only been in the last two years that I have seen the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I've seen so many healings in our ministry as because, you know what, sometimes the gospel is presented in on one leg where it's just forgiveness of sins and eternity with Jesus, which is part of that. But It's not all about going to heaven when I die. It's also about getting heaven into me while I'm living, that abundant life that we're promised. And that includes walking in the authority 
that God has given us through Jesus. It's not our authority. When David went up against Goliath, he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. (laughs) So we can face our battles and our challenges and the attacks in the name of the Lord. It's not us. It's him in us. That's so good, Christy. That's so good. And as you were sharing with us, I was thinking, okay, the kingdom of God, that part of your call is to get the kingdom of God alive and active Mm -hmm. in the lives of this generation. So Christy, tell me what is the kingdom of God? Tell me what that is in a practical sense. All right. Well, I got a few testimonies to share. Um, One happened just Sunday morning in our little church gathering. Um, And you can study up the word of knowledge. It's when I received some knowledge that I didn't have otherwise from the Holy Spirit. Well, we were getting ready. We just had communion and just a little thought. And I recognize it as the Holy Spirit said, I'm like, is there somebody here who's having pain in their fingers? And a lady just piped up right away. She's like, I was just thinking I was going to ask for prayer for my fingers. I'm having pain in my fingers. And it's like, that's the kingdom of God. It's, it's real and it's powerful and it's engaging. You know, I remember when Moses went, was going to getting ready to go and take the people, you know, he did not want to go unless the presence of God was with him. It's like, don't even send me there unless you're going with us. Something has to, um, differentiate us from the world. And that is the presence of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. We were at Ruby Tuesdays one evening for dinner, and we were just sitting there getting our order together. And I I was praying for our waitress, and I began to hear these words. Tell her that her son is going to be okay. I'm like, oh boy, here we go again, Lord, (laughs) an adventure. And so I was, I was being timid. I, I was like holding back and it came down to Nathan signing for the, for the, you know, the, the car and pain. And I, and I, you know, the thing of it is, I, I didn't say exactly what the Lord said to say, um, but it all turned out, you know, I learned out of it. I said, do you have a son? And she's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh Lord. And, but then she pursued the conversation. She's like, why do you ask? I'm like, well, I was praying for you while we were getting ready to order. And I felt like the Lord said to tell you that your son was going to be okay. And it was like a deer in the headlight. Look, she looked at me. She's like, and she started kind of tearing up and she's like, wow. She's like, well, I have, I have a couple handicapped brothers who, you know, they have special needs. And I'm afraid that when I have a son, there might be something wrong with him. And she, she was rattled to the core and actually so was I, (laughs) but I said, the Lord loves you so much. And he wanted to let you know that when you do have a son, that he's going to be okay. You know, and I don't know if she was a Christian. I have no idea, but she, she's like, I think I'm going to cry. And she quickly finished up our business and we didn't see her anymore. And I had, I didn't see her ever again. You know, but it's like that little seed. You never know what that little seed, you know, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's me engaging in my relationship with the Father. And he's like, can you just tell them this? You know, they need to know that tonight. You know, there there was another um, incident where a couple of years ago, we started prayer walking in our neighborhood. 
And um, we, we were going down our street and Nathan was praying for everybody's appliances to work well and their cars to, to work well and their heaters and their, you know, we were just praying blessing on our neighbors. Well, we, we got home, went to bed. That night we're laying in bed and I hear this sound in the kitchen and our ice maker had stopped working like nine months previous. And all of a sudden, our ice maker started working. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Uh, we're praying for our neighbor's stuff, and God's touching our stuff, you know. <laughs> Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So I don't know if you have time for another testimony, or we can stop a testimony. Of oh, no, kids. we do. But but let me just interject here for a minute, okay? So yeah. you're you're a wife. You're a mom, you're a daughter, you're a grandmother, but you're also an author. Um, and so you've written two books. One, and I say this everywhere I go, one of the, my favorite devotionals, Until the Day Breaks and the Shadows Flee. So if you're looking for a rich, deep devotional, this is the one you want to get, Until the Day Breaks and the Shadows Flee. And it's available on Amazon, on Christian Book Distributors, where else is that one available, Christy? You can go to christineachristopher.com and, and purchase either book there. Um, okay. Redemption yeah. Press, is that where? Redemption Press. Well, it's, a, it's a website. You can go to Redemption Press for the devotional. It'll take you or it'll take you. If you want to buy Incredible Intervention, it'll go to me. But on that website, you can purchase uh, purchase either book. Yes. Okay. And we'll put this in the show notes too. But you've also written another book called Incredible Intervention. And a lot of these stories that you're telling today are in that book. Isn't that right? That's right. That's right. It is. I These two books, I was thinking the other day, um, Until the Day Breaks and the Shadows Flee is kind of uh, what was going on inside my heart through the years. Um, but Incredible Intervention is kind of uh, what was going on outside in my life and the natural so they, they kind of correlate as far as in the timing everything was written and happening you know the the incredible intervention is the outward manifestation until the day breaks is the inward uh things the lord encouraged me with personally during those times yeah so until the day breaks and the shadows flee if you want a great devotional that's going to call you into a rich relationship intimate with christ that's the book you want. But if, if you love stories, like I, I love stories, I love a good story. The Bible says that they overcame by the word of their testimony and the blood of the lamb. If, if you love the power of a miraculous story, incredible intervention. I mean, honestly, Christy, the first time I read it, I laughed, I cried, I had to put my jaw up. <laughs> you know, you got to be kidding me. This happened to them. I so promise every story is true. <laughs> I know. I know you're a truth telling woman because you fear God. <laughs> so tell us another story. Tell us another story from the book if you can think of one. All right. Well, um, sometimes the Lord does things just because he wants to do things. <laughs> Not because I'm believing for something. Not sometimes he thinks of things to do that I wouldn't ever think to ask him for. <laughs> and uh, so we had a friend who was battling cancer, and it felt like kind of in his final days he was in the hospital. And one Saturday afternoon, Nathan and I decided we were going to go down to the hospital and just visit him and pray for him. It was about a 30, 40 minute drive. And so we get in the car. 
and we go down our street and all of a sudden, uh, both of us at the same time kind of look at each other. It's like, you smell that? What, what is that? It, it was kind of a, a burning sweet fragrance, like incense or something. And I'm like, I started like smelling through the vents and we're like, the windows were up. And so nothing, you know, and I narrowed it down to my right hand. My right hand smelled like this amazing. I don't know if I've ever smelled anything like it. And I'm like, Nathan, smell like, you know, he's like, oh my goodness. And so he started smelling. He's like, my right hand too. So both of our right hands uh, were smelled of this burning sweet fragrance. I mean, it just filled the car. And and Nathan's eyes were even starting to burn from the the aroma of it. And we're just like, Lord. (laughs) And so we, we got to the hospital and we went into the room and that, that aroma stayed with us in the room and our friends smelled it on our hands. <laughs> we, I mean, he took my husband's hand and just held it to his mouth while over his nose while we prayed for him. You know, I'd like to tell you that he got instantly healed, but he didn't. It was just, you know, a few days later, he, he went on to be with Jesus. And, you know, we, we got in the car and it stayed in our hands the whole way home. And then when we got into our house, it just lifted about as quick as it, as it came upon us. And I'm, you know, of course, my natural mind wants to, you know, what, you know, what was that? You know, it's like, uh, but you know what, you know, maybe we just got to smell something like what was in heaven, you know, may, maybe God just because he was about ready to graduate into heaven, you know, but no matter what, Whatever it was, it was it was a sign, you know. It was a sign, you know. Miracle signs and wonders should should happen regularly in our lives as we are intertwined in relationship with Him, you know. In in the original language of the New Testament, the word "sign" just simply means transcending the common course of nature, <laughs> and wow. that certainly did transcend the course of nature, um, you know. Do you have time for another one or do we need well, to? Well, let me just let me just say something about that so that the listeners know where we are about this. That, yes. that the Bible says, um, greater works than these shall you do, do. Those were the words of Jesus. And he was talking to his disciples. And so Jesus was saying to them, listen, the miracles are not going to stop with me. But the miracles are going to continue for generations to come, that we are his disciples of the 21st century. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we believe that miracles, signs, and wonders are meant to happen today. Now, we can't explain why everybody doesn't get healed, but, you know, I believe that you had a sweet time of sitting in heaven's waiting room with him and being part of the crowd of witnesses that ushered him to heaven. What greater miracle is there than that? But the word of God says that Jesus name is as incense poured forth. And so as we pray the name of Jesus, maybe what you were experiencing was just a heavenly incense, you know, about you that to me, that doesn't stretch me at all. The Bible says that when we pray, it's, it's like incense before the nostrils of God. And so maybe God was just giving you a a little chance to have a whiff of heaven just before your friend went to heaven. So, so yeah, give us one more story and then we're going to tie this thing up. Okay. One more, one more. Okay. Um, Well, this one actually just happened this summer. It's, it's not on my book. It might be in 
volume two of Incredible Intervention if a volume two comes out. But um, a couple of years ago, Nathan, uh, he's been a full-time carpenter all his life, but the Lord really impressed upon him to go into his prayer closet and hang up his carpenter hat and just trust him for finances, et cetera. So that's kind of been our journey in a nutshell in the last couple of years, which we're, you know, that's what's been happening. Well, in July of this year, we had to go uh, to Ohio to a big family reunion and we didn't have any money to pay our house payment. We didn't have any money for the trip. We had a couple bills due, you know, utility bills. And so, you know, what you do in times like that, you just say, Lord, you know, what do I need to know? Is there anything that I need to do at this point? We trust you. We thank you for provision. And I had, uh, I had an impression to gather all of our change in the house, put it in a Ziploc bag and write on it, free money, be blessed take it downtown and place it somewhere downtown that he would show me. Now, I know that that like kind of boggles the mind, but it's like, you know, you can't put a formula on anything except just listen and do what he shows you to do. So that's what I did. I took it downtown. He showed me where to place it. I placed it, went home. Within probably five days, we received money that was unexpected that totaled just under (laughs) $3,000. We paid our house payment, we paid our electric bill, and we filled our gas tank up and headed out to Ohio. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, I've never done that before and probably won't ever do it again. But it was like, you know, when, when, when Jesus was healing the blind, and he put mud on his eyes. I mean, weird things happen in the Bible. Why wouldn't weird things happen in our lives as we're following him? So, circling back around to, we have to hear his voice. We have to know his intentions and heart for us. And we have to follow him and listen to him. And, you know, I just say over and over again, the adventures of the kingdom of God far surpass any worldly adventure, any worldly fun, um, the fun of following him. It can be some of the most scary times and some of the most blessed times and jaw dropping times of our lives. I love it, Christy. (laughs) Hearing the voice of God and obeying is one of the most fun things you will ever do in your life. Um, I'm going to tell a story that happened to me one time, just so people know that this is not just Christy's deal. So I was out to lunch with four very wealthy, three very wealthy friends, and they never let me pay for anything. You know, it's, it's like my debit card doesn't exist when I'm with them. And so um, we were having lunch. We stayed a long time at this table. One of my friends paid for lunch, but the Lord whispered to me, Carol, you need to give your waitress some money. We were just trying to be sweet and cheerful to her. And I thought, yeah, the women I'm with, they're never going to let me do anything. So this is what I did. I said, y'all, I'm going to order dessert for us and and I'm going to pay for it. And they said, oh, Carol, you don't have to pay for it. I said, oh, no, I'm going to pay. I said, because the Lord has whispered to my heart that I need to bless the waitress. And so we ordered one little piece of apple pie and we all split it. And, you know, the apple pie costs like $4.75 or something. Well, Christy, the Lord had told me to give her $100. And so she brought the, the bill to me and I filled it out and I put the amount in for the tip. And I, and she reached for it and I held her hand and I said, now, listen, you're going to look at this and you're going to think that woman made a mistake. I said, but I didn't make a mistake. I said, I serve a really big God 
and he wants to bless you today. And, and so he's using me to bless you. Um, and of course, then my rich friends, they didn't know what I put on the, you know, and they're all laying $20 bills down on the table, you know? And so she started to cry. She looked at, she started to cry and she said, my husband left me three days ago and I have five children. And Mm. she said, I haven't been to church in years, but I cried out to God last night. God, if you are there, show me that you're there. Show me that you care about me. So Chrissy, I'm telling you, hearing the voice of God, Yes. And obeying is the most fun anybody will ever have. Amen. But you know, the thing is, we have to read our Bible. We have to give the Holy Spirit something to work with That's so that right. we're fine-tuned and ready to hear his voice. So, Christy, um, two things in closing. First of all, you're a grandmother, and you are loving these grandchildren. If you want your grandchildren to remember one thing about you in 20, 30, 40 years, what is the one thing that you want them to say? You know, Mimi was really. Mm. Mimi was uh, really someone who loved me and had a relationship with God that I want. Mm. I, I want my grandchildren, you know, uh, it says one generation declares his works to another. I want to show and tell my grandchildren that my God is real, my God loves them, and that they can have the very same thing that I have. And, you know, if, if that occurs, I, I, I'll go to my grave happy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, and I'm going to have you pray in just a minute, but before we do that, we do something called um, a few of your favorite things that my listeners have just grown to love so much in the podcast. And so I'm just going to throw some things out there, Christy, and you need to answer as quickly as you can, just a few of what your favorite things are. Some of it's fun. Some of it's, you know, a little bit richer, but let, let's do it. Okay. You ready? Okay. Okay. Your favorite book. Other than the Bible, your favorite book. Yeah, I have more than one, but one of them is The Bait of Satan by John Revere on forgiveness. Love it. Your favorite worship song. What's the song right now that goes straight to your heart and you can hardly sing it without sobbing? Uh, The goodness of God. Yes. All my life, he has been faithful. Amen. Um, Favorite movie you've ever seen? Oh, wow. Uh, Favorite movie? Oh, my goodness. Um, The Passion. (laughs) passion yeah but that's kind of heavy but I it's okay yeah 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 you know it's it's good to share those movies with the with our friends um what's your favorite way to rejuvenate definitely in the mornings is my rejuvenation cup of coffee on my back porch watching my birds and my squirrels (laughs) and the ocean getting to the ocean uh favorite dessert definitely Mint chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> a good one. It's a good one. Your favorite holiday? Um, I would say um, Resurrection Sunday. Okay. Easter, that Easter. whole season. Yes. It's risen indeed. Your favorite vacation spot? Um, beach house. Beach house. Definitely beach house. Yes. Yes. Your favorite Bible character? Uh, my favorite Bible character, um, that would, oh boy, you know, I, that's a hard one. (laughs) You didn't have that one in the question. (laughs) 
<laughs> My favorite Bible character, I would say um, Peter. He was so real and he was so excited and he was he he was the first one to make mistakes. But you know what? When he, after Pentecost, he preached and 3,000 people got saved. So, you know, he, I, I like Peter. I do too. I'm, I'm a big Peter fan. Okay. Yeah. You're, this is the last favorite thing. Your favorite scripture. My favorite scripture, um, Psalm 16, 8. I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Amen. Amen. Well, Christy, would you pray for our listeners today? Yes, I certainly will. Lord, I just thank you so much for your presence with us. I thank you so much that you talk to us, you interact with us, and Lord, that you love us to the core. Lord, if there's anything that I would request of you, Lord, for our listeners today is with that each person listening would be reminded of how much you love them. Lord, because you are with them, you love them. And Lord, when we know that we are loved by you, we can get through anything. So Lord, let the love and the comfort of your presence descend upon the listeners right now. Lord, if there's any uh, sick in body, Lord, I just released God, you're healing over them today. We release the, the payment of the cross for healing, for, for headaches, for sickness, diseases, for pain in our bodies, Lord. I just ask for just a fresh release of miracles upon the people today, the listeners today. And Lord, if there's any that don't know you personally, Lord, I pray that they would seek you. They would find you, Lord. They would return, Lord, to you. They would search you out, Lord. They would experience this abundant life that you have promised us for themselves, Lord. And if you've been away from you, Lord, we call them home. Come back to Father's house. He loves you so much, and he wants to lavish his love on you. And Lord, I thank you so much for Carol. I thank you for the ministry that you have given her. Lord, I pray for all of the ministry needs to be met according to your riches today. Lord, continue to use my sister and my friend, Lord, to preach the gospel into the ends of the earth, Lord. Lord, we love you so much. And we thank you, Lord, for your presence with us again today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Christy. Don't you wish that you had a friend like Christy? She's one in a million in my book. I'd like to encourage you to buy a copy of one of Christy's books. Until the Day Breaks and the Shadows Flee is the devotional that she's written. And then her Stories of Miracles is called Incredible Intervention. You can order either of these books at Amazon or on ChristianBookDistributors.com. Thank you for joining me this week on Significant Women. I hope that you'll share this episode with your friends, as well as leave a review on our hosting platforms. I want you to remember, my friend, on good days and on hard days, in easy times and in the challenging times, that you are significant because you have been made in the image of God. He has stamped you with His power and with His creativity. He has given you His mind and His heart. You, my friend, are significant.